We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox, 93.7 WEEI-FM HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, of course, you you think about every situation, right? How I said, uh, um, the life is not not always easy for you. So there's been uh, many things, you know, uh, that's been uh, uh, taught to through, you know, uh, through this process. But uh, of course, you uh, think about those options. But uh, you know, uh, how I said it at, this, at the end of the day, uh, how is this is home, and and uh, this is where we feel uh, um, that is our home away from home. Did you ever imagine? Ah, kind of uh, no, I didn't visualize that. But obviously, uh, um, these negotiations get get tricky, you know. So you you have to go think through the process, everything. And I always said, uh, um, you know, I'm super happy and excited to to stay here. Wow! Wow! What a day! That's all I have to say. What a day for the Bruins. We'll be talking about it here on Jones and Mego with Arcan. Taking you up until 6 o'clock on a Thursday. Trade deadline tomorrow, and the Bruins ain't waiting for it. They're making moves and extending David Pasternak on top of it. Sounds a little bit, Mego, like he was thinking about options outside of Boston. Yo, what's up, guys? But none of it matters. He's back with the Bruins on a massive extension. And we'll be talking to you guys again at 617-779-7937. What? is the bigger story, Mego. The Pasternak extension remaining in Boston, which, in fairness, really has nothing to do with this year's team other than keeping him happy. But it's great for the long-term outlook of the Bruins. Or is it the addition today of Tyler Bertuzzi, maybe to spackle over some injuries the Bruins have been going through? What's the bigger story for the Bees on a very busy day? You answered it right there. One story is a spackle over, and one story is a long-term investment in the future of your franchise. Now, of course, David Pasternak is a huge, 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 probably in your mind, the biggest component of the team this year and them going for the Stanley Cup this year. But it offers a road forward. And I I don't think anyone in the locally felt like this wasn't going to happen, right? And, like, our guy... Scoops Keefe, oh Rich my Keefe, gosh, on at 6 p.m. Nailed Can't it. Can't wait for the victory lap. But he he was on this first. But I, I think everyone kind <laughs> of was waiting like, okay, it's going to happen eventually. It just needs to happen. But then, you know, late at night, sometimes there's these moments where it's like, what if it doesn't happen? What if it? you get these intrusive thoughts? Yeah, like, you, he is going to be doing due diligence on other situations just in case as insurance if this doesn't happen. But this is the much bigger story, absolutely. Even though it was forecasted, it was predicted that it was going to come through this way, the other piece of it is bargain. Oh, it's a bargain. Bargain for the Bruins. It's an absolute bargain. Arkan, do you agree that there was no concern this was going to get done? And I I don't mean to doubt Scoops Keefe, and I guess I never will again, but 
there was no concern this was going to get done. I was a little concerned. Do you agree with that? It had been dragging on a lot. I know every time we talked to Raycroft, he seemed very confident about it. And he I know did. he's tapped in with the team and Ness and everything. So I sort of took cues from other people. But, yeah, I mean, if you're just a fan of the team or someone like us who's just kind of watching from a day-to-day uh, perspective and you see this thing dragging on and you hear reports about them not being as close as maybe it seemed like they were, uh, then, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I started getting worried about it. But now – I look at this number, I look at what they ended up uh, convincing him to settle for, and I do believe he settled for this to stay in Boston, and I think Sweeney did a phenomenal job here. I, I would agree there. And look, I, I was wrong on this on all counts, shocking, I know, but I I was nervous about him walking away, and he even acknowledged, like, yeah, you start to think about other stuff in the clip we played for you right off the top. I think the way... Uh, the way Don Sweeney put it earlier today was you take a peek under the covers or something like that. We expect Creepy. players to take a peek under the covers. Like, I don't like that imagery. I, I know what's under there, Don. I'm not trying to look too much. I'm trying to forget about what I have under the covers. But when it comes to the posture, not contract, I was nervous about it. I definitely was. It's like Bogarts. The closer you get to free agency, why wouldn't you go to free agency and see what's out there? So I was nervous about it. <clears throat> Wrong. I didn't necessarily think it would get done, number one. And, you know, number two, I looked at it and thought, well, you're going to have to give him $13 million, $12.5 million, certainly over $12 million. You're not going to get him on a bargain. <clears throat> Wrong again. It's a steal. This contract is a steal. Like, anything south of $12 million, I think, is an absolute bargain. I thought you'd have to go again, like, $12.5, maybe even 13 I would have gone to 13 to keep him. And it turns out you're saving money. Now, look, it's just a few million dollars on the cap. It doesn't affect this year's team whatsoever, again, other than keeping David Pasternak happy. But I have my doubts. And the reason I love it, the number comes in way under what I expected. And they actually got it done. So you guys can jump in. How are you feeling about your Bruins today? 617-779-7937. I've heard there's a lot of great Bruins fans here at WEEI. So I'd expect to hear from you today on these moves that the Bruins are making. The Pasternak one... I would agree Mego is bigger than the Bertuzzi news, but I thought the Bertuzzi trade in and of itself was pretty significant. Another first-round pick out the door by Don Sweeney, although it's top 10 protected. Bertuzzi is able to squeeze in under the salary cap because Taylor Hall has been placed on long-term injured reserve. Nick Felino's on injured reserve. Both are potentially facing surgery. Neither may return, period. Neither is expected back until much before the postseason, so... Bertuzzi might have been a desperation move if you look at it that way. But how do we feel about that trade for Don Sweeney? Well, like you said earlier, it's spackle and it's a rental, right? I mean, you've got to assume it's just another rental that they're bringing in. He's an impending free agent, uh, has dealt with his own injury bug this year. But it's just, I think it's uh, lucky. I don't want to say lucky that two of your wings got injured, but it is lucky that it happened when it did so that you can go out and make an immediate trade when Detroit is in the position where they're offloading this guy. So in a way, like you can credit Don Sweeney, you know, everything, but it's also like it's pretty apparent right now that the Bruins are going for the cup. So if somebody's going to try to move a guy like this in Detroit, they're probably going to call the Bruins and say, hey, you know, we saw this. It looks like it's a good situation. Why don't we just make this trade quick? So you can credit Sweeney all you want for broadcasting. Hey, we're buying. We're buyers out here. You know, we can make this work. It's Spackle. 
Yeah, and Detroit wasn't going to extend Bertuzzi. I think they made that pretty clear, so they were just trying to get back whatever they could for him. Bruins are able to make this move without disrupting anything. Uh, Just a couple of draft picks. They're not going to draft for a while, and that's going to be maybe a problem in Pasternak's later years and this extension that he's on, but I don't really care about that right now. They shouldn't care about that right now. And you brought in a guy who was a 30-goal scorer last year. He's been banged up this year and has missed a bunch of time and hasn't been great, but you know he plays on the edge. I think he has a lot of Garnett Hathaway kind of in him there too he's uh he's a tough guy and I just think they really they really picked a type this year you know and they got to the deadline they're like we're going for these kind of guys and I think if you're going to replace Taylor Hall replacing him with a 30 goal scorer who is now legally able to enter the country of Canada which yeah is bravo there oh, um, God. <laughs> you know then I'd say why not do it absolutely especially if it doesn't cost you anything Arkham, what did you call him in our slack channel um NHL Kyrie yeah. The Kyrie of the, the, Kyrie NHL. Of the NHL. And like, he was like the only one, look, I think. I don't, Him I and don't, that goalie in New Jersey. <laughs> I don't care. Like now, I don't care if you've taken the Vax or not at this point. Like You can play in Canada. It's right. no longer a restriction. So I don't care. I'm just pointing it out. The second the Bruins traded for him, I'm like, oh, that's that is, <laughs> that's the Kyrie of the NHL. It's a good way of putting it. Now he's on the Bruins. Uh, here's what Greg Wyshynski wrote about the trade. He gave the Bruins a B+. He says the Bruins had a cursed season health-wise. I'm sorry, Bertuzzi, rather. Had a cursed season health-wise with injuries uh, to both his hands as well as a lower body injury. He's been limited to 29 games, as Arkan was just suggesting. Four goals, 10 assists. That's well off his pace from last year's 30 goals and 32 assists in 68 games. But the Bruins are betting Bertuzzi is going to be better than his 6.5 per sh- uh, shooting percentage down the stretch. So they're expecting those numbers to normalize, right? He's not a perfect player, Wyshynski writes. Bertuzzi has the reputation as a grinder, but he's not a hitter. He's a 5-on-5 defense, uh, or rather his 5-on-5 defense has been spotty and below replacement this year. But there's no question he can be an asset for the Bruins especially with his playmaking ability. I, I looked into some of the advanced metrics. Your Corsi, Uh-oh. things like this, they're very favorable to him. What even do you on, call Jones metrics? Even on a bad team. Uh, we'll just call them, we'll call them metrics. We'll, 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 we'll stick okay. with that. Uh, you know, some Jones metrics. I got some for you later. Jones and Mego tricks. Uh, <laughs> is this overkill, he writes? At some point, it's worth asking if a team that steamrolled everybody in the league, literally the first NHL team to beat all 31 teams in a season. I read that the other day. They're the first team to do it, although other teams are going to do it this year. Did they need to tinker as much as they did? We asked the other day, is Sweeney done? And I was like, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if he is, but he shouldn't be. I love that he went out and made this deal. And we can call it Spackle. Who knows if Hall's coming back? Who knows if Felino's coming back? And if they do, who knows what they look like? So I love that he's aggressive, just like I love that he was aggressive late last week. Again, how do you guys feel about it? 617-779-7937. We'll get to all you Bruins fans coming up here shortly. Meantime, Andrew Raycroft was on earlier today with Gresham Fourier, and he is a fan of the Bertuzzi trade that Don Sweeney swung earlier today. It's an amazing pickup. My phone's been blowing off the hook here since the deal, just talking about how great of a player this guy is and what a steal it is for the Bruins to be able to get him. Certainly not an ideal situation with, with Taylor Hall going on LTIR, uh, but, but certainly fortunate for the Bruins that it happened this week and not two weeks from now where they can readjust and, and have the, the flexibility to go out and get a guy who scored 30 goals last season in the National Hockey League and just add more depth to this forward group. So, look, I, I do have a couple of nitpicks. I do have a couple of gripes. There we go. <laughs> and you know you know they're going to happen. I'm allowed a couple of gripes. Number one, where are all the people with upsetting, uh, upsetting the chemistry? <laughs> Where's that group? Okay? 
And I know they've only peeled off one piece from the roster. You know, Pete Blackburn, up my ass earlier today. Oh, they traded a first-round pick. No, 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 I get it. They're bringing in the Kyrie of the NHL. That might have something to do with their chemistry. On top of the two guys they brought in last week, one who may or may not want to be here, and also you did take Craig Smith off the team. Don't tell me that didn't change your chemistry over the last week. I think that's dumb. I think the chemistry argument is dumb, but a lot of people were making it. Can't make any moves. Can't screw with it. The similar thing that Wyshynski's writing, don't tinker with a good thing. Where are you people? 617-779-7937. And also, where's everybody mocking the Tampa Bay Lightning from the last couple of years for going into long-term injured reserve and then bringing guys back for the playoffs? That's what the Bruins, I think, are about to do. I didn't care about it with the Lightning, and I won't care about it with the Bruins. But if you cared about it with Tampa, you should be calling out Boston today. So those are my only little on-the-fringes nitpicks. Otherwise, I love the trade, and I like the extension for Pasternak even more. And I'd agree with you, Mego. That is the bigger story out of the two. It is. So going back to the trade really quick, though, Wyshynski writing that, you know, maybe they're being too cute. It's overkill. They're tinkering too much. Do you think that this was a trade uh, for Bertuzzi that was in the works before the Felino? uh injury the other night it's or a good question like because i i read it as this is in response to a significant injury that he's getting a second opinion on well, because he really wants to come back and it seems like now he might need surgery in which case how can you criticize if you're going for a cup run that then you're adding depth because you got two guys injured 100 percent. there's that and also the like east, that's not getting too cute that's getting yourself insurance but also the east has made a bunch of moves right right and we and we could talk about this so i think it's twofold i do think it's that but also even if they didn't have this deal in the works last week the landscape in the eastern conference has changed so much and i think those two factors had don sweeney double dipping at the trade deadline maybe he's not maybe there's more the way the bruins are going there might be more 617-779-7937 we'll get to all your feedback all your thoughts on the bruins do you like what don sweeney did today how could you not What's the bigger story, the Pasternak extension or the Bertuzzi edition? And do you have any little nitpicks? Are they tinkering too much? Where are you chemistry people on the Bruins? I do want to hear from you today. We'll get to your thoughts on the phones right after trending with Christian Arcan and first, or I'm sorry, right after that, rather, after his uh, update. Hockey Jones? Hockey Jones is ready to jump on the Bruins bandwagon, if you couldn't tell. Oh, boy. We'll do that again right after trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. WEEI. And then I know everybody, I just pointed that out and everybody's still on the posture knock stuff. It's like, all right, in due yeah, time. How's that coming? Well, you wanted the update on that? Sure. What if What if I told you this? Just hypothetically? I don't know. Yeah, this is just tossing out there. Don't, guys talking. Don't pin me down This guy's talking here, hockey. So maybe 8 for 88 was what they thought was going to get done. Maybe they were closing in on 8 for 88. What if I told you 8 for 90? I'm still good. What if I sit here? So we've added uh, 0.25 to every year. Million bucks. <laughs> yeah, 2 I mean, million total. How about that? Scoops Keith. I heard that live the other night. That's when Rich Keith, Scoops Keith, was taking credit for another scoop that he had, the Orloff Hathaway deal that Don Sweeney made last week. Keith talking about that on WEEI with Andy Hart. This might knock your socks off. 
It didn't. I mean, I'll be honest. I was like, okay, it's only a couple extra million. But in retrospect, Keith nailed it. No more doubting Scoops Keith. Not that I ever did, but no more doubting Scoops Keith. Doubt him at your own risk. And Mego, you said it. I imagine tonight at 6 will be a, a victory lap like no other. Tune in. I'm distracted right now because you have a giant dust bunny on your shoulder. A dust bunny on my yeah, shoulder? Yeah, look Where? at it. No, other side. Other side. What does that mean? Right here. You got a dust bunny. My look. Left on my your left yeah. shoulder. But when you say, yeah, look at that. Oh, yeah, it is. You, a... got, you only got half of it. There's, There's more, more of it? left on there. Well, why don't you tell what me this doing? before? Are you, why are you rolling tell me? around on the rug or oh, something? Tell me this before the show starts. I just looked over and it just appeared. Hi, Carumba. <laughs> yeah, sitting here on sitting here on Twitch with a lint dust bunny roller. on my shoulder. Get no, a lint roller, I've been bro. with you guys for uh, 40 minutes now. <laughs> 50 minutes now. No one wants to mention don't that. Don't blame us for your dusty ass. That's I don't. I, I maybe it, was it was it laundry? <laughs> I did laundry earlier today. Was it some lint from the laundry? I don't know. Maybe maybe point it out, guys. I don't know. Uh, anyway, not have dust on your shirt. <laughs> Nasty, dusty, dusty Jones. I think I passed out from being so positive. I think is what it is. I passed out. I passed out on the floor and just started collecting dust bunnies. So, imagine, imagine though being a Bruins beat writer and just having Keith scoop you on all these things. Like imagine that. Like imagine showing up, going to the morning skate. Imagine like going to all these games, ingratiating yourself with the players, sucking up to players, getting on their good side, talking to their agents, talking to their family, just so you can get a morsel, a going crumb. Going to Providence. Just getting a morsel you. or a crumb of a story. Meanwhile, Rich Keefe does a radio show. People like him, so he gets, he gets scoops, and he doesn't even have to show up and do all the work that you bozos do. Imagine getting beaten to all these scoops by Scoops Keefe. That's going to suck. That's going to hurt. But good for Rich oh, on boy. this story. And good for the Bruins. Uh, it's Jones and Mego with Arkham. We're here till 6 when Rich takes over. 617-779-7937. Does anybody care about the picks the Bruins sent out the door? No. Okay, good. Every, everybody, <laughs> Arkham, did you weigh in on that too? I don't care about him, though. No. Who could possibly care? Like, I'm like, did they overpay a little bit for Bertuzzi? Probably. Like, that's probably a little bit much for Bertuzzi. Because you're, you're in a position of need. I don't care about the picks because Sweeney sucks at drafting. Yes. So I don't care about those picks. He's probably going to light them on fire anyway. So trade him for somebody who can help in the meantime. And I don't care about next year's draft because I, Mego, am all in on the Bruins this year. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Oh, my God. Hockey Jones has an update. Everybody pu pull over to the side of the road. I don't, I don't want anybody to, to – maybe you've already passed out from my positivity. <laughs> on the show, pull over, gather yourselves for a second. Get off your fainting couch. Get No, get out your fainting couch is what I would say. Okay, Hockey Jones has an update. You ready for it? You ready for it? Everybody out there, you ready for it? Not only am I a fan of what Don Sweeney's done at the trade deadline last week and today, not only am I a fan of the Pasternak extension, I'm now fully on the Bruins bandwagon. And what, what that means, Mego, because I've been consistently saying field over Bruins, I'm taking the field, which I know is not considered a hot take, but I would take the Celtics over the field in the NBA. I think the Celtics... In the past, I've thought they're a true championship contender. I've questioned the Bruins. I'm done questioning them. The one thing I said that could change my mind all along is Don Sweeney upgrading his roster, making a move, being bold. He's done it. He got a top four defenseman. He's gotten a guy who might be a top six forward elsewhere. He's not going to play in your top six here in Bertuzzi. He got another bottom six forward in Garnet Hathaway. On top of that, he's keeping the vibes good with Pasternak. I'm done doubting the Bruins. The Bruins, the, Mark Tape, March 2nd, Hockey Jones predicts, Hockey Jones guarantees Woo! the Boston Bruins will win the Stanley Cup. Mark it down. Oh!
Mark it down, Mark tape. I'm done. I'm done fighting it. I'm done fighting it, Jack. I've seen enough. The Bruins are winning the cup. The heart wants what the heart wants. The Bruins are going to do it. They're going to get it done. I'm on board. Put me on the bandwagon and don't tell me there's not enough room on the bandwagon. I'm get up! I got my bony elbows elbowing my way on. I got dirt and dust all over my shoulders. So look out for me. Let me on the bandwagon. I'm on the Bruins bandwagon officially. I'm on. You can't keep me off. I'm on, Mego. Cut the music. This is without a doubt the cruelest thing that you have done <laughs> since joining EEI. What do you mean? You know exactly what I mean. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're throwing a party for yourself over here because in March, you've decided that you considered the Bruins the favorites. Yep. And you know what this does. Yeah. You know the dark power that you wield. I, I imagine they're going to oh. win the cup now. I imagine they're going to win the cup. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This no, is Mego's the right. biggest jinx that you could put on a Boston team. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. You know exactly what you're talking Never, about. I, I was there four years ago. I don't dabble in I this. Remember did, he do this. this? did he do this four years ago? I don't dabble in these type of dark arts. That's not I'm what I do. My nets. Did he do this in 19? He not, sure did. It's not what I do. Oh That's my not me. God. I'm going my nets. He that, sure did. It's not the kind of thing I do. That's, I'm going with Kyrie Irving. That's beneath me. I would never. How dare you? I am I am on the bandwagon and I'm a believer. I understand coming on here. I am a believer. That's what I am. Saying a bunch of negative stuff and trying to get people riled up and kind supporting your arguments, but to get on this show yep. when David Pasternak has just signed a long-term contract and yeah. will retire a Bruin. Oh. Just a little angel, David Pasternak, and you do this. <laughs> you put this curse on this team. That's messed up. That's I, messed up, Jones. Again, I have I have no idea what I don't know what she's talking about, Arkan. I have no idea what she's talking Putting about. Putting that evil on the Bruins. Easy. Over. Oh. He didn't even have 200 yards passing. Hammer the over on Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna light up Philadelphia. <laughs> All right, I have a question for you, Bruins fans. It's 617-779-7937. And please let me know. Am I allowed on the bandwagon? Am I allowed on? I want on. And I'm getting on either way. You can't keep me off. But am I allowed on the bandwagon? They're pushing you off, and then they're hitting reverse. Doesn't matter. 617-779-7937. I want to hear from you. Like we're going to hear here from Maria in Watertown. Go ahead, Maria. I am, like, in a complete state of shock. This is the sports vulture has sunk to an all-time low at this point in time to just burst the bubble of Bruins fans on a day that How am I bursting the bubble? Dancing in the streets. I am dancing. I'm dancing with you. Maria, let's have this dance. I'm dancing with you. I'm dancing in the streets, too. Only if I can lead will I dance with <laughs> sure. you. Sure. I mean, look, Bru- Bruins fans have been leading. I I, I have not been leading whatsoever. I-, I-, I am a follower on this. I'm absolutely a follower on this. You're disgusting. Why is that disgusting? Because I know what you're doing. What am I doing? You know what you're doing. You know the power that you wield. I have been saying all along, if Don Sweeney makes mo- I don't believe in the core of this roster. They're chokers. But if Don Sweeney just keeps making moves and upgrading the roster and they've already been running circles around the rest of the league, then I have to at some point I have to say they've done they've done enough. They've convinced me. They've been the best team. I wasn't buying it in October. I wasn't buying it in November, December, January, February, still no. March, he's made two moves. The Bruins keep winning. Allmark's making 54 saves. He's scoring goals. Like, yes, now, now I'm buying in. Now I'm officially bought in. Now I'm officially on the bandwagon. I'm in. The only, the only way that I would believe that you're not coming out with this take to jinx this team is if they had traded one of the goalies. 
then I'd be like, he's so in love with being right on this take that all the hockey hardos came down on him about. He's going to jump on the bandwagon. But with this, the Pasternak extension, I know that you're just trying to put a curse on this team. No, that's not me. I will say this. If even they- if he is, just real quick, sorry, Jones. Even yeah. if you are, every hockey expert I've seen that's made a prediction on the Stanley Cups picked the Bruins. It's not like you're the first person to do this. No. I think that Vegas has them. Everybody has them. It's not like it's not like it's some dark horse pick that you're making. No. You're kind of just, you know, going with going with all the experts. I'm just I'm done fighting it. The Bru- the Bruins are going to win the cup. Right Bruins fans, they're going to win. Right? Uh, we're we're te- all in agreement. They're all going to win. Text chat says uh text chat. Text line says not a hockey Jones, a Dusty Jones. <laughs> <laughs> dust bunnies all over you. Are there more is there no, more dust on I me? No. Hi, yeah, yeah. I, d- I dusted off my positivity, and here I here I am, covered in dog okay, hair. Okay, well, I'm happy that you agree now that they're the favorite. I mean, it, it took you long enough to come around on this. Yeah. I, just, I just don't believe that this is a statement that you're making in good faith I at all. I didn't say I was first on the bandwagon. I just said I'm now on the bandwagon I want on. So they're going to win the cup, right, Bruins fans? I, I, I don't know why this would scare you. I don't know why this would make you feel things. They're going to win the cup. What could little old Hockey Jones have to do about that? What what kind of say could I have? Dusty old Hockey Jones. What what could I possibly do to their cup chances? They're the best team in history, right? Like, that's what they are. 617-779-7937. Here's where a couple of things would fall apart for me, Arkan. I've said before, like, I don't believe in this core. If they add a second championship, well, that's out the window. So Mm -hmm. all those takes all those years, as good as they felt, those are blown up in my face. I would be able to pivot back to the Tuca stuff, which I do like. I would be able to go back there where we were late last week or the week before sure. about if you win a cup with Allmark or you win a cup with Swayman and it's not Tuca. I don't have to hear from the Tuca people anymore. Like that would be that would be a positive development. The Tuca people are all going to forget about him if they win this year, I think. You think? Oh yeah. They'll just let they'll let that they'll let that thing the go. They'll they they'll forget they ever fought for him. It'll just it'll be over. They the Tuca people yeah. are on the bandwagon trying to avoid eye contact with yeah. you right well, now. Well, it's just that's true. That is true. <laughs> ah, crap! Here he comes. But it's and just he's had a lot of caffeine, so the eyes are dinner plates Ima- right now. Imagine though, I'm I'm in, I'm mid iced coffee. Imagine when it comes to uh, Tuca Rask, he starts in the playoffs, blows a three zero lead, then they win a cup. Uh, after he gets replaced by Tim Thomas, then they never win a cup. Then the second he leaves, they win one with Allmark. Like, that would be tough for the uh, the pro Tuka Rass people, but the pro Bergeron people would really be able to have a field day with me. Like, I'd love my guy Marshan to win another title. That I'm all about. The Bergeron people I would have a reckoning with. The Bergeron people I would have to answer okay, to. So some of the EEI listeners, like me, may not be familiar with your Bergeron background. So can you just give Cliff notes? Yeah, I just think he's overrated. It doesn't mean he sucks. I just think he's overrated. I'm not sure he's an all-time great just because he's won a bunch of Selkies. He's an all-time great defensive forward. I don't know if he's an all-time great. Like, all-time good guy. Yeah, Pretty right. Good on the I mean, I'm sure he's an all-time good guy. But if he, if he captains the team to a cup you know, a decade-plus after the last one, then, yeah, you have to look at him as an all-time great. I would have to concede that one. You wouldn't look at that and go, what about 19? What about the cups you could have no, had I mean, in between? I, w- I would, but like, I'd no longer, if they win again, I'd no longer look at the Bruins as underachieving like we look at the, the 08 KG Pierce Ray Allen era Celtics, right? If they won again, we wouldn't look at them that way. No, I don't not think. at all. Because it's pretty much the same core. I mean, I just think of it as Marshan and Bergeron. Yeah, it is It is basically the same core. So I, I'd have to, look, I'd be happy for my guy Marshan, but I'd have to. I'd have to pay the piper with the Bergeron people. Can I hear quickly from uh, Mike Milbury? He was on today on the Greg Hill Show on what the enemy of the Bruins is, and it's not Hockey Jones. I am a, I am now a friend of the Boston Bruins. I am not an enemy. Text line says, now it's the 2007 Pats. F you, Jones. <laughs> We're doomed. 
what what would the enemy of the Boston Bruins possibly be, Mike Bill? What are the concerns? Well, you saw the last game against Calgary. Um, you couldn't, I mean, in the end, Bergeron made a great play to, to set up the winner, but before that, he was nowhere to be found, and neither was Krejci. Fatigue. The schedule is crazy. They're going to have to sit him out. Let him let him take some games off. I think that's important, whether they want to or not. And I know that they have this um, sort of embarrassment of riches and depth. You can afford to do it. I mean, I think the last I looked, they were like 13 points up on Carolina for winning the conference title and getting home ice throughout. So fatigue is an enemy. Yeah, you listen to Jack Edwards during the game. He thinks they need every single friggin' point. <laughs> no, it's true. Oh, wow, they stole a point and went to overtime. It's like, Jack, they got plenty of points. But that was Mike Milbury earlier today with Greg Hill. If you missed that interview, you can go check it out on the uh, the Greg Hill podcast or any of our podcasts. If you miss any of our interviews. On the Odyssey app. Subscribe to Jones and Mega with Arcan on the Odyssey app, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, Bruins only have to go on a 15-game losing streak to lose their lead now. Yeah, so look, but he he has a point about the rest. We talked about this the other day, and I don't know if Milbury talked about it first. Was he on today? When was Milbury on? He was on today. So we were talking about this the other day. Inter- intern Brian brought this up. I thought it was a good point. So they were take-snaking us. Well, I don't know. I, I don't okay. I don't want to accuse Mike Milbury of take-snaking. But no, the show asking him the question. Maybe. But when it comes to the rest for the Bruins, Bergeron, Krejci, Pasternak, Marchand, uh, maybe even take Pasternak out of it. All those guys definitely need rest down the stretch. I would throw Pasternak in it, and I know that he's going for career goals. Or, I mean, for uh, record goals. But at the same time, like yeah, all it took for him was jumping up in a celebration the wrong way yeah, to fair. hinder him in the playoffs before. And the Bruins should be afraid of him scoring a bunch of goals less now that he's signed, right? Maybe, no. Maybe, yes. You really think that yes. way? Yes. You think he'll slow down because he's not playing for a deal right now? No, I'm saying the Bruins shouldn't care as much about the number going up because he's going to score 60 goals or something oh, like that. Oh, I thought That's, you were saying mm. he's going to be less motivated. No, I, the Bruins probably... I don't are, buy that. Now that he's signed for the next eight years, the Bruins are probably less prone to run him into the ground. That's probably more what they want to do. But not resting and going for 63 wins and 133 points or whatever the numbers are... That could be an enemy of the Bruins, not Hockey Jones. Right, Paula, in Western Mass? Right, Paula? Correct. Okay. Hello. Hi. I just, uh, I didn't think you were being uh, honest, to put it nicely. <laughs> how dare you, Paula? How dare oh, you? Oh, I know how Put dare it not me, nicely, Paula. <laughs> well, it, it was kind of like um, a slap in the face. I mean, yes, I'm sure you're rooting for the Bruins, but... The way you said it, it was like, uh, 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 you know that. Well, I'll tell you what. This is where I can't win, Mego. Didn't this, like your tone of voice there. This dude. is where I can't win. I can't be negative. People don't like that. And then you can I, be negative. What are that, you talking about? When that, has that ever stopped you? No, or, no, he can, but people bitch. Right. This is what I'm saying. No, okay. nothing's going to stop me either way. Yeah. I'm just letting you know this is where I can't win. When I'm too negative, people don't like that. Mm-hmm. Then I say something nice. And people don't like that or don't think it's genuine. You went too far. Uh, people people don't like that or don't think far. it's genuine. How's that? Now, how's that fair, all you people out there? How, you don't think I'm fair. How's that fair to me? I say something nice about the Bruins and no no one believes me. No one, no one wants to give me uh, any benefit of the doubt on this. How it, How is that fair? I'm not sure that it's even that it's not genuine, that it's inauthentic. Because now you've explained some of your past takes, and I'm like, okay, I can understand now how he wants the Bruins to win so that he can go against the Tuca people for sure. all of history. That'd be nice. I don't want to deal with the Bergeron people, but I would like to go against the, the Tuca, Tuca people. But the Tuca people you have more uh, disdain for, correct? Yeah. Disdain might be strong. 50-50, but I'd like to yell about the Tuca people, yeah. Okay. 
But I still feel like by going as far as you did, you know what you're doing. Because I've sat here with you for, what, four weeks now? Yeah. And I was I just shocked when the Celtics won last night because you said that you had the Celtics winning. And I was like, once, you know, when Donovan uh, Mitchell checked back into the game, I was like, uh-oh. This is the Jones mark right here. Jones did this. I believe when Jones had him winning to, by five or more. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, when it got down Whatever. to a five point, I guess that's where I guess that's where the power came in because I do, you have some darkness around you. I mean, I don't and get for it. you to go out on a limb like this. So, do you not think the Bruins are going to win? I do. Arkans? Mm, I still think they got a lot of that choker in them. You got field over the Bruins. I think I do. Yeah. Okay. I think I still do. I mean, if you're if you're taking the field over the Bruins, and I used to be that close minded. I used to be that negative. That's not me anymore. That's Arkand. You can direct all your calls to him at 617-779-7937. If you did want to make a case for the field over the Bruins, I think Greg Wyshynski did a good job of that at ESPN Today. He said, I recently asked a Western Conference veteran for his take on the 2023 NHL trade deadline, which has been insane. And that's exactly what he says. He says, the East is insane. That's my take. That's a Western Conference vet who said that. The East is an absolute meat grinder right now, yeah. writes Wyshynski. Ew. And these things, it's a little gross. <laughs> and these things are cyclical. We're not even five years removed from the Western Conference having a mind-boggling number of Stanley Cup contenders that are engaging in an arms race for supremacy, which is what he wrote back in September 2018. He said that's when the Golden Knights added Paul Stastny and Max Pacioretty, while the Blues brought in Ryan O'Reilly. What did he do against the Bruins in the Cup, Arkand? I can't remember. Uh, Ryan... Smothered them. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Shut down all-time great Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he plays for Toronto. He does now. Historically chokes who worse chokes than worse any than other the Bruins, team that I know. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I call the Bruins chokers. The, He's the got Leafs, Leafs stink The Leafs are now. bigger chokers. That's true. They join players such as Kane, Panarin, Burns, Kachuk, Goudreau, Tarasenko, and Patrick Laine. All those players are in the East now. So it's like, if you wanted to make a case, if you wanted to be a big negative monster like Arkand, if that's what you wanted to do, that's the case you make. Because the Bruins are going to get, I don't know, probably the Islanders who beat them a couple of years ago in the first round, or Pittsburgh, which means you're getting As Sid right Crosby. Now, you're getting Pittsburgh. Okay, so you get Sid Crosby and uh, Evgeny Malkin. I'd take the Bruins over them, but that's not an ideal first round matchup, I wouldn't say. Second round, you're getting the winner of Toronto and Tampa. That's not going to be easy. Say what you want about Toronto. Eastern Conference Final might be Carolina, might be the Rangers. And then, you know, when you get to the West, the West looks easy unless it's Colorado. But that is a, a meat grinder. I know you don't like that term, Mego, but it's a meat grinder it's to play your way out visual, of. It is. You know, it's a it strong is. visual. Yeah. I guess that indicates good writing, so I can't really hate on it. But yeah, look, nobody, there, it's, it's never easy, right? I mean, unless you get really lucky. No, it is easy. When the Bruins went to the Cup Finals in 2019, that was, that was they, easy. They, I that said, was unless joke. you get really lucky. Oh, well, they did get lucky. You're right. And so it's a stacked East. I don't think it makes a difference because once you get into the postseason, it's a different monster anyway. But you have, I think, positioned yourself the best that you could, short of maybe trading one of your goalies and going out and getting an all-star. I've said all along, if Sweeney wants to be active, he could change my mind. He got arguably a top six forward, maybe not on this team, but a lot of places. He got a top 4D and a depth forward. And also, and I haven't even said this yet, maybe we could circle back to it later, I think losing Taylor Hall is is a net positive. Like, I think he's addition by subtraction, not having Taylor Hall on this team. Felino as a leader, there's more, oh, come on. Are more you of gonna, a gray are you area to go that. back to the chemistry now, though? No, I'm just going to. I don't think Taylor Hall brings much to the okay, team. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. If and you're I think, talking about like chemistry. I think Taylor problems. Hall. Taylor Hall has never been a winner, and Taylor Hall brooding on your third line. I don't know that I need it. So if he doesn't come back, not that I'm wishing the injury on him or anything, but if he doesn't come back, I don't think that's a big loss for the team. Like Bertuzzi might be an upgrade. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I'm in. Count me in.
I'm getting on the bandwagon either way. Should we get him some footy pajamas? Bruins. Definitely. I, I, please. I'm a medium. With a little butt flap? I'm a medium with the butt flap would be preferable. I'm on the Bruins bandwagon. Bruins are winning the cup. You're not a medium. I'm a medium. Okay. He's an extra medium. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I'm a small? Medium. What do you, how dare you? How dare these two? Uh, we'll continue with all your feedback on the Boston Bruins, and we have to mix in a couple of thoughts on the Celtics last night. How do we feel about that performance? How come they can't close anybody out? And what's going on with Grant Williams? We'll get to it with your Bruins phone calls next. Jones and Mako return after this on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Jones and Mako on WEEI. How do you feel about MVP chance? How do I feel? Yeah. I never receive. <laughs> Man, if they did, you, you would be with Airball that free throw. You'd be received. up there like, whoa. Tatum got 40. It was just one loss, but uh, we felt like it was important um, with the week that we have um, that we responded here at home. Cleveland's a really good team. They've been playing really well. And um, they beat us the first two times already this season. So for us, it was important to come out and, and get this win tonight. Let's add the Celtics to all of our Bruins conversation here on Jones and Mego with Arkan. We'll get to your B's phone calls in a moment. 617-779-7937. I'm on the Bruins bandwagon. They're winning the cup. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, I mean, it's you, I, I'm on. You can't kick me off. As wispy as I am, you can't kick me off. Can't be done. He's surprisingly dense. I, I am. I, uh, I I will. I when I get in the fetal position and like really, really hunker down. He just sandbags you. It's just. It's incredible. It it's just. You I will, in a pool. You float to the bottom. It's like what or are those? Sink, I should say. What are those little bugs that just like they just curl up into like a little a roly poly bug. Yeah, that's me. That's me. I just. I, I when I when I curl up into that thing, you can't move me. You can't move me. That's me. Good. So I'm going to curl up on the bandwagon. I'm there. The Bruins are winning the cup. It's like, I like how Buster would play dead on the rest of the film. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like what people are supposed to do with bears. The Bruins, the You're Bruins, dead catting. The Bruins have been badgering me so much all year long that I've, I've finally thrown in the towel. I'm done fighting it. I like the Pasternak extension. I like the Bertuzzi trade to a degree. I like the trades last week. I'm done fighting it. Bruins are winning the cup. Bruins over the field. I've been saying field over the Bruins all year long. I'm done fighting it. So, again, we'll get to your B's phone call. 617-779-7937. How come the Celtics can't close anybody out? Bizarre, right? Like, and I know they won last night, but you saw the finish to that, Mego. I know you did. It was sloppy. It was like watching the Western or Eastern Conference final against Miami all over again yeah, last year. Yeah, that's a great comparison. It was the exact same thing, just except it was Brogdon instead of Marcus Smart. It was it was not Marcus Smart who was the problem last night. It was Brogdon just turning it over and turning it over and turning it over. And I want Malcolm Brogdon as part of that closing group. You do. I yeah yeah. That was horrendous last night. They do it all the time. Why? I don't know. I, I don't know if it was just like they thought that they had to put it away because even Donovan Mitchell thought it was put away and he goes to the bench and then all of a sudden it's a five-point deficit because they let uh, Garland, I believe it was, run up the court twice and just shoot wide-open threes. And it's like, guys. One of them was off a of steal, but yeah. I mean, okay, but yeah. it's like, that's six points right there. That's a swing. Like, in however many, less than a minute. And then Donovan Mitchell checks back in. And he's like, hey, there might be a chance. I don't oh. know. It's totally that's that's lazy Mitchell, ass to me. Mitchell was awesome. Last he was night. awesome. I mean, he that was awesome. that was okay, but that was a sight to behold. Like yeah. you that know was, what he reminds me. of? He was the only guy who could score. He was limping around, 
And he put 40-plus on him. What was his final he, number? He I forget like where he a, finished. He looks like a fit Kyle Lowry. Like yeah, a younger, fitter Kyle Lowry. They have a similar, like the way that he bodies up other guys is very similar to Kyle Lowry yeah, when he's he was, just, didn't have a big fat body. He's so <laughs> slippery getting into the lane. And he had, a big, he had a big night. He's victimized the Celtics all year defensively. Uh, 617-779-7937, meaning victimize their defense. Uh, we'll get to some of your Celtics thoughts along with all your Bruins phone calls. Jay is in North Carolina. Go ahead, Jay. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, just a, before I get into my point there, it seems that everyone who wins the President Cup never wins the damn Stanley Cup. I don't know if it's, that's a fun. Oh. I've, never, I've, a, I've never noticed that before, Jay, but you know what? I don't care. I'm on the bandwagon now, and the Bruins are going to buck that trend. I'm on the bandwagon, too. Here, here's the thing. I think Michelle Bergeron is the uh, hockey's version of Tom Brady. Patrice, yes. Maybe he'll go to 50. I mean, uh, Gordie Howe did it, and Gordie Howe was a specimen boy. He was tremendous. His question, did when... Michelle Bergeron? Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. You know what? We don't name shame on here. No, no, no. It's okay. So he uh, he said, or asked the I question... Michelle Bergeron is the uh, hockey's version of Tom Brady. <laughs> Michelle, like Michelle Terrier yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. knew it was sometimes a girl's name. Uh, uh, Francophonies. He asked, when will Bergeron retire? If they win the cup, do you think he'll retire? So I was just thinking this. If he wins, if they win the cup, is he more likely to retire? Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't I know. If, I, I, I don't I, know if he will, but I would answer the way yeah. you asked it. I would answer yes. He's more likely to. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, they get one more cup. He'll be done because it felt like it, it, he's like the prime example uh, when they got knocked out of the playoffs last year of not taking athletes' emotions to heart right after they get knocked out when they're old and you're like, oh, looks like he's retiring. He like left it all out there. He was super emotional. So I. So I feel like he's close. He's closer yeah, than yeah. a lot of people would like to admit. I never thought he was going to retire. I thought he was going to Montreal. That's what I thought. I, I thought he was following his agent, and now who is it who's running the, the Canadiens? I thought that's what he was doing, and I thought that would have been phenomenal. By the way, Michelle Bergeron played for the Red Wings in the 70s. So maybe okay. that's oh, there you go. go. It's a real person. That's clearly what it was. That's uh, I remember him. I, I remember Michelle Bergeron just flying around the ice. Sure. Mish, they called him. 80 I career goals. Is- Patrice was no Mish Bergeron. I mean, that's I think we all agree on that. Back on the Celtics here for a moment. The Grant Williams thing is is odd. Extremely strange. And, you know, Mike Muscala's in over him in the first half last night. I'm like, well, that's strange. Maybe, Maybe Grant Williams isn't feeling right or something like that. Then it's the whole game. Then you get some of the reporting after the game and the, the questioning after the game of Joe Missoula. Let's hear, uh, let's hear Missoula when asked about Grant Williams out of the game, uh, or not playing in last night's game, zero minutes, DMPCD. What went into the uh, Grant DMP? Um, Mike getting more minutes there, lineups, what went into that? Matchups. So that's a frosty answer. That's a frosty answer, right? One word? One word. And he was asked to follow up there immediately about uh, Mike Muscala. Tables! He was asked later in the interview, (laughs) tables! He was asked later in the interview again about Grant Williams specifically because the follow-up question there was about Muscala and who cares. Mm -hmm. He was asked again about what went into the matchups and Grant Williams not playing last night. Um, Just matchups on the offensive end as far as, um, you know, spacing the floor and having rim protection. And so when Mike was in, we were able to play a different defensive lineup. Didn't want to switch these guys as much in that second unit. Um, And so they played, you know, because of their sub-pattern, we went with the bigger and we were able to stay in 13 a little bit more and not uh, switch that second unit, which is big. Okay, so he's a little more expansive there, but that's a frosty answer. And we don't have the audio, but I, I heard Eddie House last night when he was asked about it on postgame by uh, our good buddy Tom Giles. And he said something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't know what's going on, but it doesn't smell right. It doesn't smell right. And I would agree. 
Grant Williams in a contract year against Cleveland. Not, you know, some bottom of the East team, but a team that you might play in the second round of the postseason and had already beaten you twice. Grant doesn't log a minute and you say matchups? Offensively, what does that mean? Grant Williams, Grant Williams spaces the floor. Yeah, by the way, Mascala missed every shot he took. And didn't block any shots either, so the rim protection wasn't there. Yeah, he didn't he make any shot, like he, nothing he happened. He got yeah. one point. Mascala doesn't one rebound. He doesn't protect the rim. Hauser stinks defensively. I know they like try to turn it into a thing, even last night on the ESPN broadcast. I don't know if you were watching Scal or if you were watching ESPN. I was watching Doris Burke and uh, Rucco. And... They're like, oh, you can't go with Sam Hauser. And then Dar- Garland scores on like the next two possessions going at him. I'm like, no, 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 you can. So Grant what matchups doesn't make sense. Grant Williams played a ton in the first game against Cleveland. Grant Williams, I'm no fan, but he should be playing over Mike Mascala and Sam Hauser. It does stink. Something's up there. It's what do, weird. What do we it think is it is? Super weird. I don't know if it's something off court. Gotta it's, be. It's definitely. Be. It's definitely a coaching call. Because Jalen said after the game, and we don't need the audio or anything, but he basically said, like, yeah, he, comes, he called it a coaching decision and was like, hey, we're here with, Jay, uh, with Grant. Like, we'll be in his ear, yada, yada, yada. I think Rob Williams said something to the same effect. Look, ESPN had, I sent this to you guys, they had the inside the practice yep. with Grant earlier in the week. Oh, yeah, working out. Yeah, 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 right. It's just strange. Like, I, I can't imagine that they would hold him up as some kind of PR prop. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Grant Williams here from the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it's not, like, ahead of this all-day ESPN bonanza at TD Garden, if he wasn't going to play, that's embarrassing. Yep, so I agree. It's got to be something off the court. Is he making a stink about his playing time? Is he making a stink about his contract? Is it something else? I have no idea. Maybe he was just being super annoying like he generally is. Okay, that's okay. nothing new. I agreed. I'm with Mego and on this. Honestly, He's always annoying, so honestly, that isn't new. Missoula had enough. If you can't deal with him being annoying, that's more on Missoula than it is on Grant. No, I mean, I, I have trouble dealing with how annoying he is, but it's not new. So what happened? What's going on there? That's worth monitoring. I'm not telling you I know the answer, but that's worth monitoring. Uh, we can add your Celtics thoughts to all your Bruins phone calls. 617-779-7937. And we'll start to mix in a few on the Patriots. Mego's antenna went up yesterday about where Bill Belichick was and whether or not he was at the Combine. Turns out Mego nailed it. Wasn't at the Combine. That's been confirmed by the Patriots. Won't be attending the Combine. So we were ahead of it. Mego was ahead of it yesterday. You got another scoop? You got a little more information? A little something more. A little something more about the Patriots and their coaching staff, or lack thereof, at the Combine. We'll get to it with all your phone calls next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.